Hello everybody, this is Casey Bowes with the Texas Meltdown Podcast. You're listening to episode 9. We're brought to you by Fat Jack's Oyster and Sports Bar. They got the best ribeyes and the best oysters in East Texas. They always have great live music, usually Thursday through Saturday night. Um, they also got like stuff like Gator Bites and they got all kinds of great food. They're located on State Line Avenue on the Arkansas side of Texarkana, Arkansas. We're brought to you by Robert Witterstatter, attorney and counselor at law. Gets a roommate. Have a lot of bullshit. And uh, I feel like if he can't get you out of it, you just really fucked up. You can reach him at 903-794-0093. His office is on Texas Boulevard, Texarkana, Texas. Next, we have TW Automotive, the best mechanics in town. Go talk to Lee Welburn at the front desk, and he'll get you hooked right up. They're located across from Modern Primitives on New Boston Road in Texarkana, Texas. 30-point services for all your ventilating, heating, and air needs. 903-277-2999 is where you can reach them at. TJ Tellers, he's a good guy. They do great business. Great customer business relations. Last, we have the Knighton Center for all your family and acute health care. Go see FNP Terry Knighton. He's my homie. Good guy, good guy. Always helps me out whenever I'm sick, man. He can figure anything out. I've never been sick and him not be able to just like, cure it real quick. You reach him at 903-838-0444. His office is located on Kings Highway, right next to the Roadrunner. Hey, we got a message today on, on our thing from some random bitch named Kelsey. Huh? Yeah, she said, uh, y'all are fucking hilarious. And in my opinion, from what I've heard from guy friends and girlfriends, I'd say one out of three of straight dudes don't mind just an inch. <laughs> oh my god, that's what the fuck she wrote us a message That's what she wrote us a message about. Yeah, and she said, the gays love every inch, the straights don't mind just one. I said, that's fucking funny. Tyler's trying to deny it. She said, ha ha, I wouldn't expect anything else, at least 10%. <laughs> Oh, dead serious. That trips me out, man. Holy shit. That's funny, though. That's great. We all good, dog. Cool. All good. So we're ready for the interview now? Yeah. How are we going to start it out? You want me to kick this bitch off? What's your name, Ross Sheffield? Shiflet. Shiflet. Like chicklet, except Shiflet. Cool deal, man. This is Ross Shiflet, like Chicklet, except fucking Ross Shiflet. He's a Texas country artist. Tyler found him. So, Ross, tell us a little about yourself. Uh, just born and raised in Grand Texas, and just uh, my granddad was really good. He 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 was like. He was like a Chet Atkins picker. He was incredible. I just a Chet Atkins picker. I love the analogy. Yeah, he was. He uh, still has a 1956 Gibson that uh, mint condition that my uncles keep and hold on to. I've got to play it a time or two. It's it's 
Holy shit. Holy shit. Yeah, he, really? of the stars. yeah he, he was the real deal. And uh, I, I I took up, you know, kind of fast picking, trying to trying to shred it, as they say. Right. right. As the kids say, shred the guitar. And, and uh, I just fell in love with it pretty quick. It, 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 uh, I started in like sixth grade and then, and then, uh, I don't know, I took to it pretty quick, man. I was in love with it. I lived out in the country, didn't have much to do. So literally just play guitar nonstop. I always notice like musicians, they'll be like, oh, well, I started playing guitar when I was like two. And they ain't never been nowhere. It's when does it start when they're like 11 or 12? Those are always last. They always turn out good. And I can get that something to do with starting to notice ladies. And you're like, man, I need to. You're not playing That's it because exactly the guitar. Why. You're playing it to get pussy. It's a whole That's nother exactly story. You know I started I mean? playing guitar. Sixth grade rolls around and you're like, man. I got to get, get some hoes of this shit. I, <laughs> I probably started in seventh just to get some, some women. That's exactly what it is. I tried to start one time, but I, I felt like I'd have to beat them off with a stick if I picked up a guitar or something. You Jesus, know. Casey. <laughs> so many of them. Yeah. I'm trying to find a sane girl, not a musician girl. That's my point of view. Those aren't the same. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, being coming from a family of, you know, rockers and stuff like that, does uh, is that more of your influential um, aspect on your music and everything else? Yeah, I mean, uh, I always took to the blues guys, you know, like all the 1930s and 20s guys, like Robert Johnson and then Stevie Ray Vaughan. And uh, that was my, that's what I tried to do. I just wanted to be like them. Hell, even Down Bad Daryl, man. You know, just anybody who was like phenomenal on the six string, I wanted to to be like, I wanted to sound like those guys. So, as far as my writing, when I started writing songs, I mean, that's, I don't know. I, I don't know where that, where I pull from there. I mean, a big Willie Nelson fan, Stevie Ray Vaughan. I think I just felt that. Hell, I love the Temptations. I think I just chunked that. Hell, hell yes. yes, dude. Keep it diverse, man. We love talking about colors on our podcast. We do. Shut the fuck, Casey. Jesus Christ. You can't say that. <laughs> what? Jesus. So, man, for you, for writing music, how long have you been writing music and stuff like that? I started writing them in high school. Like that, uh, I had that song, Delilah. I wrote that when I was in high school. Is it Hey There, Delilah? No, it's Delilah. It's rocker music. Did you not listen to Avery's fucking music? No. Jesus Christ, Casey. I'm super sorry. We're about the most unprofessional motherfuckers. I didn't know he was doing this about 15, 20 minutes ago. Delilah was probably my favorite song. Delilah is, that's your most recent song. Apparently, Nick and Tyler both knew about it, except for me. I I uh, I know you had your album come out and uh, everything else, and. Um, I listen to it front to back, man. I'm I'm a huge fan of a lot of music on there, especially the, the the trouble that comes with it. I, I man, I can I can relate to that song through and through, and I, I find it super hilarious. I mean, yeah, I mean, some songs, you know, some songs you got a deep meaning. It's like, uh, man, I wrote this when I was in a dark place. That one's just good old fashioned. Go out and raise hell and drink some whiskey, song, man. You got to have those, right? <laughs> especially especially being Texas country, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta love those fun tunes, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. I did that like three or four weeks ago. I went out and drank some whiskey for the first time in five years. Thought I was going to have some fun. I wound up punching two people. And I yep. shouldn't drink whiskey, you know, like I thought after five years. I could do it. Oh, yeah, man. I can't, dog. I can't. <laughs> you got to know your limitations. 
that hard sauce, yeah, once you're off of it for a while and you get back on the pony, it's something bad's going to happen. Yeah, it definitely did. Hell I yeah. didn't get kicked out, but I should have. I'm going to keep that pony tied up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I shot that pony, man. I shot that pony. I ain't ever getting back on him. I've been in the studio. I'm trying to think of the last show. We did uh, Iron Horse from Wichita Falls a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then we got a... Uh, Bigger stuff's coming up. I'm just trying to wrap up this song. I hadn't been going too crazy on booking. Just some stuff acoustic. No no full band as I'm trying to get this done. And I uh, finished it today. What song is it you uh, you finished up today? Oh, Fine With Me. Fine With Me? Uh, yeah, there's a, I got a video just doing it acoustic on somewhere on the old Facebook floating around there. Right. I, uh, we got... I guess Texas Independence Fest coming up, and I'm I'm not sure on any of the details, man. Where is that? I, at? I wish I had somebody to take care of that for me because I'm I'm telling you, I love it when I can just somebody can point and I'll play. Would you offer room and board if I took care of that stuff for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, you bet. Dinner every now and then. Dinner every now and then. Got myself West coming up too. We're we got we're we're gonna be uh, playing with some fellas over there. I hadn't been there in several years, so I'm pumped about that. That's that's all March. Where's just kind of get stuff done in the studio and whatnot. Where do you where would you say you play most of your shows at? Uh, for the longest time it was around Fort Worth area, and we go to Wichita Falls a lot. But uh, since this album, we you know we just uh, this this forever while it's mostly been just I guess Fort Worth and the stuff we got coming up Fort Worth. It's all through the. Do that, uh, the ranch radio station around there. Yeah, that's actually where I first heard your music on was the uh, was the ranch. I listened to it at work and everything else, and uh, I'm a huge fan. And I, the first time I heard Delilah on on the ranch, I was like, or I'm, I'm sorry, let me apologize. The first time I heard one of your songs it was uh, "Ain't Got That Much," and yeah. dude, I fell in love with it immediately hearing it. You know, being a labor hand, you know, growing up and not having just a, a a family trust fund to go dip into every now and then. You know, I've had to work hard for everything I got and being a being a guy that's always had a girlfriend or something like that, I can definitely relate to that song 100%, you know. And it's 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 a fun kick-ass tune in my opinion, you know. Yeah, that was that was on a from a first date with, with my girlfriend. We we've, we've been to, together two two years. And the first date I was going on, man, I was flat broke, real pumped to get a date and everything and then you know, I started realizing I was like, "Oh man, wait a minute." <laughs> 32 bucks to my account, you know, I didn't know what she was going to order drinks, I didn't know what kind of food, so I was getting real nervous, and luckily I had a buddy, he's like, don't worry, man, I think, but like, this is a real important one for you, so I'm going to help you out. Hell yeah, that's, that's always, that's, that's a homie right there, fall back on, You know, and everything else, those are, those are, those are the, those are, those are family members, man, it's kind of hard to knock those friends out, you know, so it's one of those deals, y'all, you always remember who's there for you when you're down. So, have you have you uh, played any shows outside of Texas yet? Yeah, actually, man, when I'm right out of high school and I was uh, by myself just playing, I, I I did a little deal out there, and I moved to California. Good, 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 good. And uh, I lived in California for like a year, just making these two an album. I did two albums, but I moved there two separate times. So I, I played a bunch of shows in California, and then actually we played the Whiskey to Go Go when I was in. Uh, band with some buddies here in Texas. We we traveled out there and played that place in Hollywood and played I've done some here and there, man. Nothing too crazy, you know. 
Right, playing uh, allowed no arenas. I'll tell you that. Right, right. Playing shows in other states compared to Texas, can you can you relate the two together? I mean, is it one of those deals like you get home to Fort Worth and you're just like, this is this is my fucking place. This is where I'm ready to jam out and everything else, you know? Or been all over the spectrum. I've had some instances like uh, we played some in California uh, a couple of years ago, and it was like you, you we definitely felt out of place. But then you you know along the way we played some in New New Mexico and Arizona and. You know, it's like uh, they were real accepting. They were all about it. We touched some in Arkansas, and they treated us like rock stars. It was, it was a good time. But, no, always Texas, man. Just over the years, I've built up enough of uh, some, some good people backing me that will always make some shows, and from them passing on music of their own. And so in, in Texas, we usually have a good time. It's always going to be the best crowd for me, just the hometown crowd, really. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I, f- I feel you on that one, man. Um. Have you have you ever thought about playing down around Texarkana, Texas? Uh, probably not. We could hook you up, dog. <laughs> I've I've played out there. Like, give me some surrounding places. I'm Jefferson, Mount Pleasant, um, Longview. We're right. We're right Tyler. on the We're on the border. Of, Tyler's a pretty good ways. We're on the border. border and all that. Yeah, of, of Arkansas. Like half a texture can is on Arkansas, half a texture can is on Texas. There ain't no way other way to explain it. That's it. Yeah. I used to head out that way. I mean, uh, let's see, where's that? Was that uh, Omaha Cajun Cowboy? Marshalls. Uh, oh. In Marshall, the Charlie's backyard. I've been there a couple times. Oh, gosh. Oh, nice. and, uh, this is a nice place. There used to be a place mm. in Longview. It's changed names like four times since I played there. Grams, Grams the Levy. Yeah, I think it's Electric Cowboy, Cowboy now, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Levy was across the street. There's some sushi joint right next to it. Yeah, that's um the Levy. The Levy. The Levy. Yeah, that was that was the Levy. <laughs> Way back in the day, probably probably six or seven years ago. Hell yeah, man! That's awesome. Damn son, how old are you? Yeah, I've definitely I've been out that way. How old are you? I used to have buddies there, and I and uh, I still have buddies there. But when I was playing a bunch. Um, I'd go out there all the time and play around Gladewater. Okay. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, there's not much there, as y'all probably know. But <laughs> we we, we, we throw buddy from Gladewater. Shout out! You know. Shout out, Greg McBride. Yeah, man. We uh, we actually that's kind of how we all grew up. You know, is uh, I mean, as soon as I turned 16, I got a fake ID and uh. I started traveling around all, all over Northeast Texas from Jefferson to Marshall, Longview, uh, a few places out in Fort Worth and stuff like that. And, you know, our, our local hometown, the, uh, the Electric Cowboy and, and Shooters and stuff, and used to go out and watch shows out there ever since I was 16. And, I mean, that's just that's kind of things we grew up doing, and it's awesome as shit. And that's it's kind of how we found, you know, a love for music is being in a smoky bar room, just jamming out to good music. It's always good to admit to like class A misdemeanors, like while you're on a podcast. You know what I mean? Fuck them. Fuck them. We take them class A's all day. Just don't bone up to a felony. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But um, so you uh you you said you were working in the studio this week or this month and everything else. What uh when are you planning on putting a new album out for us? Well, I'll tell you what, I, I I was gonna do a whole album uh kind of off the heels of this song but there was i was recording another one and it just wasn't turning out like i wanted it to i'm gonna rip it out and start from scratch but this other one's turned out so well i just said get it i'm just gonna release it as a single and then i'll uh start tackling an album next month i, I got enough material i just 
I'm ready to get this song out so bad. I don't want to wait. So I'm going to put this fine with me out. And then uh, my plan is pretty much, let's see, April, May, and June be recording. Have something, 10 to 12 songs ready to roll, you know, before, uh, before next football season. How's that? Hell yeah, that'll work. That's awesome, man. I don't know shit about football. When's that? When's that? When's football season? Casey is the most, like, un- against sports person you can ever find out there. Professional athletes are unproductive members of society. Uh, September. <laughs> um, when, anyways. Right, right, right. right. So, uh, could be faster, could be slower. You never know, man. That studio. No, we want an exact date. Yeah, not to mention, are you uh, so are you producing <laughs> these? Or are you producing these through somebody else or having them do it for you? No, there's a there's a guy. Actually, my brother lives in Norway. He uh, no shit, no shit. places. Yeah, <laughs> he lives over there. He plays music too. And when he comes down to Texas, you know, we we'll hang out and stuff. And he came down here and recorded an album. And then I listened to it and I was pretty blown. I was like, that gum, that's good, man. The quality of it was real good. And I asked him where he did it and everything, and it was just a. Uh, Graham's like 8,000 something, 9,000 people, you know, small town. Right, right. There's a, there's a town like four or 500 people where uh, he went and recorded this called German, Texas. Just a guy that, uh, named Timmy, Timmy Kofel, that kind of know him. I didn't really know him personally until, you know, uh, started recording with him. But it's just that, you know, around small towns, you're going to hear about people. Oh, yeah, I know him. Right, right, right. right. Once I once I realized it was him, I was like, "Dad gum, man, that's that's where I got to go, to do Forever Wild." So, Forever Wild turned out so good. I just I'm kind of stuck with him on uh, Delilah. Did that one by, um, let's see, yeah, we released that one by itself, and then now this one. So it's just, I think it's it's Flathead Sound out in German, Texas. It's a, uh, <laughs> it's hard to find, but when you do, the guy does good work, man. Right. I feel you on that one. I can relate. I mean, that's awesome, guy. I'm uh, I'm happy to hear all that and everything else. I would like to hear how your brother wound up in Norway. Like, what was he like? I just want to go play music in the fucking cold. <laughs> Same tale as always, man. It was a woman. Married him a lady and moved to Norway. Oh, oh that's always that. I tell you what. I am so cold natured. Like, if a woman lives anywhere north of, like, Oklahoma, I don't even want to fucking go to Oklahoma, to be honest. Like, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> Yeah, he, she was like, uh, she was a horse trainer. She she come down during the summers at a camp, and he was working. Sounds appetizing, man, but I'm just not gonna deal with the cold for a horse trainer. I ain't gonna do it. She's a horse trainer. <laughs> she ain't honest. She ain't hey, honest. Lo- lo- ain't no horse no- trainer, and ain't no horse trader honest. Love, ain't none of them. Love knows no boundaries, son. There ain't no boundaries when it comes to fucking horse traders and horse trainers. You'll learn that. <laughs> That's hey. a hard lesson you learned. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh yeah, dude. He's, he's freezing up there. He's always complaining about it. My balls are cold. So, uh, so what do you do uh, for a living? Do you have a do you have a job outside of uh, doing music and everything else? I did, man. I took a twenty foot fall off. Uh, I was a uh, construction building bleachers. We traveled to different states. So on this particular job, it was like in two thousand seventeen. I fell twenty feet and uh, busted up a bunch of stuff in my back. So in August. After squaring off with the insurance for a while, I had uh, spinal fusion. So oh, wow. this is just now. Now I'm uh, they're basically sending me to school to learn a job that doesn't require me lifting a ton of stuff. So that's where I've been at. It's been a 
two-year deal of trying to just get the back all fixed up. Right. That's got to be a tough deal, man. It was, dude. It was It was pretty wild. That's all, man. That was, it was a... It was a dog gum daisy. It just stepped on a bleacher that wasn't secure, and I felt like the floor dropped out from under me. Right. And uh, passed out during the fall, landed on my butt, folded up like an accordion, I guess. I, that's pretty much what I'm told. Man, that's rough. So you're telling me that whenever you hit, you look like Wiley Coyote. I don't believe that. You didn't like no accordion. With the noise and everything, I was like, no. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. That's, that, I mean, that's not awesome, but, I mean, that's funny. To, to have that. <laughs> no, it's, man, I'm up and running now. It's no big You always got to have a sense of humor about it. gave me the opportunity like to do that forever while, so, I mean, it, it definitely. Uh, so it's a blessing in disguise, for sure. Yeah, dead gum. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's dead gum. We had the free time. I mean, we were traveling to different states all the time. I'm never home, and then whammy hit the ground and make an album. <laughs> it literally so hit the ground. Hurt on the job. I recommend it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh man, that's uh that's 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 pretty funny though. But uh, man, I seen your uh, so I was following you on Facebook and everything else, and I seen one of your shirts you got out, and it says uh, Ross Shiflet never heard of her. And I, I, man, I just couldn't help but die laughing. I was like, man, we gotta have him on the podcast. He looks like, he sounds like a guy that's got a, a great sense of humor. And I, I, mean, I think you got kick-ass music, also. So, you want to send us some it, free shirts? That was a brainchild of my buddy Texas McCool. He <laughs> man, he does like at least fifty percent of the artwork for all the Texas country guys. He's he's worked with everybody. He's he's the best at what he does. And we we grew up together. And uh, he showed up to a show. His dad was wearing one, and he had one for me. He's like, you're a bitch if you don't wear this on a stage. Just the picture blew up, so we're like, man, why don't we sell them? So we made a bunch the other day. About to start selling them. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. That's it. That's, that's Fakes. Is, uh, I got to give him the credit on that one. That's still funny, though, man. That's one of the deals with a bunch of Texas country artists. They just have a, a funny sense of humor in all their T-shirts, man. I, I just think it's funny always. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. Good way to sell some shirts, you know. It's Nobody wants to hang out with somebody with a stick up their ass. you got to have a sense of humor in this biz. Right. Are you, I mean, you got to be ready to take the, the good and the bad with it, you know. the the You're going to have the assholes out there, and you're going to have the people that are over the top, and you're just like, damn, dude, you can knock it back just a little bit, you know, like, it's a great song, but it ain't that big a deal, you know. And all the dickheads, no, like, no, I'll tell you how to explain it is, is that all the dickheads got famous. Anybody that ain't just got struggle like us. I guess you got a good point. Well, <laughs> That's right, man. Now, we stuck down here, dog. We got to make the best of it. Right. Damn right, well, I'm definitely grinding. So, uh, <laughs> ain't no fame found me yet. <laughs> <laughs> hear that. I think you're on your way there, man. Though being on the ranch, I mean that's a that's a pretty huge deal, you know. You know that was, man, because I, I played so damn long. You know, it's kind of like it's awesome. It's the funnest thing to do in the world, playing in front of people. But eventually, you know, ten and twelve years later, you start being like, "Dang, come, dude, what do I got to do to catch a little break?" You know, it's kind of like beating your head against the wall. But uh, that the the head honcho, the Shane Hollinger. Yeah, He's yeah. the one that just kind of threw me a bone. And I think he just was – I wrote him a handwritten letter and sent him a shirt, koozie, and CD. And uh, luckily, man, that was – he kind of dug that. And he liked – ain't got much. That's He said that was his jam. So after that, it kind of opened the doors. So I'm, I'm forever going to be thankful for that because it, it took a long time to get on the radio. But, man, once, once it happened, it was – it was 
magical. That's what it was. It was magical. magical. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it, man. Uh, yeah, no, man, that's a great that's a great radio station. A lot of great people. I haven't got to meet Shane Hollinger, but I have a few uh, friends of friends of his, and uh, I've heard nothing but great things about him and everything else. But it's it's kind of funny that you're saying that, you know, like, all you had to do, or not all you had to do, I'm sorry, but what you did was just, you know, send him something small and stuff and, and just kind of got your name out there, put put your foot in the door, and uh, he went with it. I mean, I mean, that's the kind of people that they are up there, you know, is you, if you can get a foot in the door and you are a decent artist and a, a decent human being, you, you have a shot, you know, on their radio station. As big as they are, they're not too, they're not ever big-headed about the whole situation up there. Yeah, exactly, man. They, they definitely helped me out. I'm, I'm uh, eternally grateful, so... Those uh, those dudes are cool in my book. <laughs> right, right. So, um, out of all the places you played and everything else, is there one of those uh, one of those venues you'd love to play that are just you're you're been super digging but haven't made it there yet? Um, man, I guess everybody wants to play Billy Bob's. You know, I've I've been there a time or two for shows and hell yeah, it'd be a blast to sell that place out. You know what? You know, I figured I I just had like a feeling you were gonna say like Green Hall or something like that. Hell, I mean, all the, really, it's all the big joints like that, like Canes or you know, like anywhere but Billy Bob's. Anywhere I but I Billy Bob's. I, I feel a little generic now. I thought he was more original, and he just popped out with Billy Bob's. Wow, like, oh man! man. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm giving you a hard time, man. Any festival, whatever huge festival you can think of, that's what that's what everybody wants to play, man. Right. Fucking Barnaroo, man. Be out there with Casey Musgraves. Right, right. Get a wild so crowd fun. and. Uh, Get everybody into it. It's, you can't beat the old outdoor festivals, right? Have a uh, Have you ever got a shot at, to play at uh, LJTs or anything like that? Yeah, I did a song uh, songwriter contest, and I ended up I didn't win it. But uh, Larry Joe Taylor asked me to do what's called the Bloody Mary Mornings. So me and Shay Abshire from Shay Abshire. And the- yeah, I know Shay pretty well. Me and him got kicked out of a party one time for smoking weed. Uh, these people told us if we're going to smoke dope out by the van, we need to get the fuck out. So we left. <laughs> that sounds like O'Shea, man. He's, he's a good dude. He is, man. He was cool. Some of don't ever wear no shoes. It was like 30 degrees outside. This summer's just barefoot. <laughs> That's his thing, the, shoe, the, the shoeless heathen. Yeah. The shoeless heathen. He wild. He wild. Oh, man. So, um, so off of music and everything else, what uh? What's your wife look like? She want to talk to us? Man, goodness, no, Casey, that's not. Miss <laughs> Kelsey, she's in there hanging out. She's not wife yet. Right, almost there. Doing puzzles together, so I mean, that's pretty. That's got to be the first step. Kelsey, are you gonna be my wife? That's even better because I don't like messing with married women. And she's only got a boyfriend. I'm cool with it. What, whatever. Bro. She said yes. I'm actually a. Since she said yes, I'm actually an ordained minister, so you just hit yeah, us up. Yeah, Nick, Nick is an ordained minister. Holy shit, if Nick could marry Ross Sheffield. Sheffield. That was on my checklist. Needed to find somebody to marry us. Boom. Boom. Free of charge. Free of charge. <laughs> I'll fax you a business card. I'll fax you a business card. <laughs> now we're talking. All right. Um, man. Um, so, uh. I would never apologize for hitting on your wife or girlfriend, whatever she. I would never I apologize. So I don't know if you can pick up at all, but Casey is just one of those people. He's 130 pounds soaking wet, but is full of himself, and you would think he's 225. <laughs> on, no, on man. A, on a bad day, by the way. With my belt, I weigh 138. With, with my, my belt, belt and boots <laughs> on, I weigh 138. Oh, man. Hell, yeah. So, uh, what else is on your mind, fellas? That's kind of what I'm getting at. What, I'm just uh, getting on Facebook. 
So what a uh, what life advice could you give us if you had to if you had to throw any life advice out there to put on the podcast, whatever the fuck it could be, what would it be? Oh man. Dead gummit. Let me think. I gotta dwell on this for a second. Don't smoke K two with the homeless. Don't smoke K2. Man, I heard d- you know, uh I was listening to a podcast today and they said don't share headphones with the homeless because they gave the guy the flu. That's something random. Don't share headphones with the homeless people. So that's a pretty wild metaphor. Always bring your own headphones. Always. That sounds like that's got to be Theo Vaughn. It was. That's got to be Theo Vaughn. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Shout out Theo Vaughn. This past weekend podcast. Incredibly good. Had me dying for like the past like eight hours. I ain't been in my truck in like two days without having that on the entire time. Really? Until all ago whenever I hit a back road. No, nope. don't do what I do. Don't do what I do. Don't do. What do you do? We don't know what you do. What do you do? Oh, I don't know, man. So don't follow like the rock star lifestyle. Do you live a rock star lifestyle? I went totally blank on the advice portion. Right, right, right. right. So like, do you walk around with like a blind man stick so like you can test the floors in front of you? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, are you a little random, Nick? Like, I feel like if I had the floor literally fall out from under me, I would carry one of those sticks, like a blind guy stick. Oh, to back te- to the kinda, whole bleacher deal where the floor kinda, fell out from under him. Oh, my God. Just to test the waters. Ha, <laughs> ha, Nick made it funny. Yeah, Nick made it funny. I'm sorry. I drank a little bit, bitch. I can't wait to talk right. Two drinks. I'm sorry. You deep. It's like that little scarty for life, gents. Don't do drugs. Don't drink every night of the week. Make sure you limit that to weekends. About, we can we can put his advices for if you can't handle the whiskey, don't drink the shit. Yeah, exactly. That's, go, that's, that's the best advice anybody in this world could ever take. Tyler drank whiskey one time, and I saw him bust a beer bottle on the wall, and like just freaked out, kicked fucking the side of his Tahoe. It's bad. Whiskey's never good. I know that one's always done me good. You know what, man? I've all, I've found out since I, I'm 27, and I've found out that nothing good happens after 1 a.m. Not a damn thing good. Unless you go home with somebody, and that's completely different. But I mean, like, as far as, like, Everybody's going home when it's after 1 a.m. ain't going to be Yeah, exactly. If you ain't got something already lined up by 1 a.m., yeah, if you ain't got something lined up by 1 a.m., like, you just need to go home, because anything you find after that... You ain't gonna wake up with what is good as what you went to bed with, and if anything else happens, it ain't for the better. It ain't for it the ain't. better. Exactly right, man. Stick to those guns. One a.m. Call it a night. Right. If you got a girl, try to get home before one a.m. Because if you don't, she's gonna turn into something she ain't. <laughs> That's right. Well, Ross, we appreciate you doing the interview. One, uh, one more time. What was the new single you recorded that we can be looking forward to have coming out this fall? It's called Fine With Me. Fine With Me. Fine With Me by Ross Schiffwick. You guys got to look at me. Track it down on a... Just, I got some video on Facebook. I just did acoustic. Track her down, man, and I'll tune into the podcast. I'm going to check you all out. Hell yeah, man. I'll see if we can't uh, we can't show your video with our uh, with our announcement of the podcast. Come Monday morning, we do it at 6 a.m. And uh, I'll see if I can't tag you in it and um, with your video and put it out there and everything else, man. Hell yeah, man. Fellas, I appreciate it. I appreciate you, buddy. I appreciate you setting aside the time to be on the show and everything else, man. Absolutely, man. Y'all have a good weekend. Yes, sir. You have a good evening. Peace out. Peace, dog.
Um, speaking of the ranch and everything else, I was listening to uh, 
I was listening to the ranch the other day and this commercial came on and it was talking about this, uh, this vet with PTSD, how, um, they have a program up in Montana where you can go volunteer to work on a ranch. Maybe it's room and board, make a little money. I'm not hundred percent sure on all the details, but they had a deal for PTSD veterans that they could go work on a ranch and they help them with them, their horsemanship and, uh, their horsemanship. Sorry, forgive me. Words are tough. <laughs> um, help them with their, their horsemanship. They show them, they show them how to work on a ranch and stuff to, to, to that's deal with dope. the PTSD. You know what I'm saying? But that's yeah. one of those deals. Like both parties are benefiting a hundred percent because no doubt a ranch is always going to need a ranch hand. And the, the veteran is getting to deal with his PTSD through, through physical or, or even mental training with horses, you know, or anything like that. And I, I think that's badass. I'll have to find out the, the name of it real quick. Um, horses are real chill animals. They're really good for stuff like that. They seem like the vet's biggest problems are finding a place to plug in when they get back home, and that's definitely a yeah. somewhere you can just jump right in. Give your Here it is, Whitetail Ranch Center, Montana. Whitetail can... Ranch Center, Montana. Shout out. Yeah, no shit, man. I think that's an awesome deal, though, what they're doing, you know, for our, not only our veterans, but also, you know, keeping keeping the cowboy way of going, you know. I mean, that, that's that's one of those deals that's almost a lost trade sometimes when you look at today's society. Come on. I think it's awesome, being a cowboy's dying breed. On a serious note, you, you know, like, I was going down the road today, and I was riding around the back roads for a while, and uh, I wasn't drinking and driving or nothing. I was just riding back roads. Sometimes that's even just enjoyable. I wasn't drinking. <laughs> Sorry, correction. I wasn't drinking any more than I usually drink. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, I'm riding back roads and I look to my left and there's this fucking alligator in this creek. I was like, holy shit, it's a fucking alligator. And I think it's like, no, a lot of people would just be like, so what's fucking alligator? And he's Texas, man. Like, not enough people see alligators. I would flip shit if I'd seen a. A wild alligator on the side of the highway. No, I had I had two buddies. One of them, JD, he was in the water. They were they were in the water at Redwater Bridge right here in Maud, and it might have been Daniel Lynn. Someone they were they were up on the boat ramp looking down on him, and they were just like JD, get out of the water as, right now as slowly yeah, and quickly as you as can. Calmly <laughs> as you can. Do not freak out. Do not freak out. He looks over and there's a there's an alligator probably. No more than 15 feet away from him. Oh, no, man. Yeah, fuck all Ooh. that. So I'm driving down the back road, and I see this alligator on my left, and I never stopped or got out of my truck or anything. I was like, God damn, that's an alligator. But anyways, what I'm saying is, man, it's like, why don't we have as many alligators as everybody else, man? Everybody else seems like alligator here, alligator there. fucking alligators, You man. know what? I feel like alligator might be discriminated against a little bit, you know? What? Like, you mean to tell me you discriminated against pit bulls, but have a thing for alligators? Alligators aren't just naturally mean, I don't feel like. I think they're misunderstood. Holy shit. I think I'm a little mind They're misunderstood, man. Alligators are misunderstood. There's really a ton in Rock Batman. There is, There's but you still see them. They're just Bringle, smarter. Bringle Lake over okay, my bad. The al- you know what? Maybe they're not discriminated against. Maybe they're, they're just too smart killers. for us. Yeah, cold-blooded killers and too smart for us to see. My mama said the reason them alligators mad because they got all them teeth but ain't got no toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> it's the medulla oblongata. <laughs> okay, so outside of... 
the Waterboy references that I love. I fucking love that movie. That's a good movie. God damn, I showed that movie to my granddad one time. And, like, he's always been proper his whole life. I don't cuss, don't drink, nothing. He thought that whenever he said, Mama said, don't get Roy Orbison <laughs> tattooed on your ass. And he pulled his, his pants down and said, what Mama don't know, don't hurt her. My granddad flipped the fuck out. He thought that was the funniest thing he had ever seen in his entire life. Oh, dude, I bet that was so worth it, too. Yeah. Just the just the... They're coming up to it, and then he just dies laughing. Oh, I, would, yeah. I, would, I probably would have lost Cause my he shit always thought it was funny. He was like, what are we watching? You know, the whole time he kind of thought he was retarded, but he liked the joke, so he kept watching it. And then finally, of course, he was like, <laughs> that's it right there. Adam Sandler is a one-of-a-kind actor. He is, man. I, I, I did. I, I enjoy it. Like 90% good of good his movies, I enjoy it, but there is a couple of them I don't oh, click. Yeah. yeah. I like click, but it went a little too deep for me and yeah. made me cry almost, and I don't like that. You know, he could have just left it as being funny and didn't have to put the little serious shit in there and make me want to cry, but Billy he did. Madison, Billy Madison. Yeah. Big Billy Daddy. Billy Madison, Big Daddy. Uh, fuck. Happy Gilmore. Yeah, Happy Gilmore. Holy Gilmore. shit. Happy Bob Gilmore. Barker. You know, Bob Barker said that he would not do that scene unless he beat his ass because the scene was supposed to be where Adam Sandler beat Bob Barker's ass, which would have been... It, Up yours, Happy. Yeah, you know, like if you didn't... If you had never seen Roy Barker beat Adam Sandler's ass, then you would think Adam Sandler beating up, you know, Bob Barker would be funny. But Bob Barker said he was not going to do it unless he won the fight. So he got to beat Adam Sandler's ass, and that's just, like, makes it even better for me. Because that'd be like me, like, you know, somebody would go have me on TV and stuff like, look, we're going to beat the fuck out of you. No, you ain't. I don't win. I ain't being in it. Do you know they actually did a sequel to that? Especially on Bob Barker. Bob Barker's in a hospital bed laying there about to die, and Happy Gilmore walks in. He said, I'll beat, I'll beat your ass now, Bob Barker, or something like that. And Bob like opens his eyes and just goes, they just commence to whooping the shit out of each other. I seen it a couple years ago. God, I'll have to look that up. It's hilarious. But, man, good shit. That's funny. That's one of those things you wouldn't ever think about until it happened, and then you're like, that's funny. Then you got old Chubbs. Only got one hand. All in the hips. All in the hips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You know, he was in, uh, uh, Chubbs was also in Little Nicky in the heaven scene. And he was giving the uh, mambo lessons. He was like, it's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. So is that it what was that so funny. No, from? it come from Happy Gilmore. No shit. And then, like, whenever That's he funny. released, you know, whenever they did, uh, Little Nicky, I mean, that added him onto it because you know, yeah, because everybody had seen the movie. And if you've seen Little Nicky, you've seen fucking Happy Gilmore. You know what I mean? I haven't seen uh, Little Nicky. Man, it is so funny, dude. Adam Sandler plays the devil's son, and it is just like. <laughs> That's one of those movies that's like so out there that you're just like, what the fuck? It am was I watching? so funny, though. It had a lot of humor in it. A yeah. lot of humor. And that, nowadays, dude, if you can make people laugh or give them, give them some way to reference back to, dude, they'll fucking find it funny. I mean, even the little shit, you know. Like, we're over here sitting, talking about Happy Gilmore. What fucking year did that movie come out? That's a good question. Yeah, you know, like the older days movies, you know, are a lot different than nowadays, of course. We know that. But, I mean, like, that's not, there's a whole lot of huge cultural differences. Like, there was people in 97, 96, you know, especially like, we'll go back to 96. We'll go back to 94. Like, before Kurt Cobain died, like, people listen to Nirvana and stuff, you know, like, there's not enough kids nowadays that's burned down a J and just sat there and looked at a ceiling for fucking, like, three hours and listened to Nirvana. I don't think I would ever do that. 
if you smoked a joint and did that, that would lead to you There's no telling crack and doing that. You know what I mean? What? Like, it's a gateway drug. Don't put that on pot. Don't put that on me, nigga shit. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Tyler, how was your day? My day? It was rough as fuck. How was it rough? I really don't want to get in about how my day was, because I'll start thinking about my day again. All right, let's not talk about your day. Maybe talking about it up you, Tyler. What's up, dog? We, we fucking therapists in this bitch. We all fucking licensed. Nope. Fun day, Friday. Fun it day wasn't Friday. a bad day, though. I mean, I had to. I spent. I spent uh, the majority of the day waiting on parts. So when did you start? It was like one of the longest days. up on the back of your head and pulled down the front. When did you start doing that? I've never noticed that. The ceiling fan lights are bright. Okay, I was wondering. I just thought, I was like, that's a new style. Put your fucking phone down, man. Like, you literally bitched me out on the last episode and everything. <laughs> you know, we're getting text messages and shit. My bad. I'm starting locking them up in a box. So um, I poured fucking... I ruined somebody's dinner the other night. I'm telling everybody about that. It's pretty funny. Even if the shit blows over with the person, it's still fucking funny. They're pretty pissed off at me right now. But I got into an argument with somebody. The only way I can feel like they hurt my feelings, man. Like, deep down inside. I was like, the only way I can hurt their feelings if I fuck up the dinner. And there was a can of Morton salt sitting there, the big one that dumps, not the one that, you know, you fucking have to shake. And I filled that to go box up with slim chickens and fucking salt. <laughs> Couldn't help myself, man. That's the only way. Bitch, fuck your dinner. You know, I pour salt all over that shit. So Don't that- fuck with me. I will salt your dinner, dog. I will salt your chicken. You being salty? Fucking brought the salt, dog, and brought everything. The salt. <laughs> oh shit! I am so salty. Like I was. Morton's so ain't got salty. shit on I me. I ain't salty no more. I tell you what, whenever I done that, like every ounce of anger left my body, and I left that apartment smiling. So never have you ever just like purposely been like out of nowhere. I'm gonna fuck your shit up. I, you know, I ain't gonna say I ain't never just like been out of line. Because, you know, we pretty much all have at some point in time. But I don't remember, you know, me ever just being completely out of line with some shit that I was just like, you know, as I sober, I've never, I, I can't recall in that. I've been drunk a couple times, you know, like whiskey drunk. And like maybe started some shit that didn't have to be started. But as far as being sober or like beer drunk, I just don't feel like I've ever just like just out of nowhere been like fuck that. Usually there's something that leads up to it. Usually I, what I do is is I'm too nice. You know I don't ever say nothing for a long time to let it build up. Then whenever I say something about it, everybody nowadays first reaction is deny a lie or something like that. Like nobody just wants to be like oh my bad you know, and just it'd be good you know. Somebody just be like oh yeah no no it's my bad. That's the way I get out of shit, to be honest. I was like, I'll immediately start apologizing. I ain't gonna lie to you about nothing. Like, but it's fucked up shit. I did it. It's cool. If you did it, it's cool. Apologize for it. I get mad if I let it build up. I'm bad about doing that. I'm kind of a dickhead about it, but yeah. I feel like it's okay, though. $20 t shirt. $20 t shirt. Contact me, Tyler Welburn, Nick Norman. Storm and Norman, or Casey Bowles. Casey fucking Bowles, whatever you want to call me. Yeah, you can't really type it in Casey fucking Bowles and find you, but you know. I I tell you what, 
I bet or you can visit the Texas I bet there is more people that can type Casey fucking Bowles into their contacts and find it than people that will just find a normal Casey Bowles in their contacts. Doesn't count if you type it. This is also true. Like if I put my contact in their phone? Yeah. Why is that? It doesn't count. That didn't count. They didn't write it. You wrote it. That's some bullshit. That's like put- putting a sticker on something, you know. I could put my name and Tyler's phone as Peggy. We got stickers, yeah. and I'm about Don't to put start. Peggy. I'm about to start putting Reverend. stickers on shit. Badass. You've, no, fuck that. You, offend, you offended the podcast, and you offended me. I offended me. the podcast. I offended you. I didn't offend the podcast. I offended you. There's a difference. The podcast has stickers that it's about to start putting on shit, and now you're saying, like, oh, that's not cool. It's fine, man. No, I didn't say that at all. You, you, no, you didn't say it, like, no, no, no. word for word, but you, didn't say that's that at what all. you fucking meant. It's not what I meant. Yes, what, you say, you what are you gonna? Are you gonna leave here and go slap one on the Fat Jack's bathroom stall as soon as you leave here? That'd be Am a I, good idea. Would be a pretty cool idea. I'm not gonna put it in the bathroom. I'm gonna put it outside of the bar bar. Put two of them in that bitch hell. There's a lot of people that roll through Fat Jack's. I know. Love Fat Jack's. Okay, so. So can I? All right. Well, can I ask you? Can I get to you, the subject on this? It's probably. I know it's a little bit more personal and shit like that, but a personal situation but you just had to go through um to driving the tower to go be with your mom who had open heart surgery and everything else and uh coming from from me i had to drive to fort worth to go see my mom of what was thought to be a near-death experience whatever else wasn't thank god both ended up great both are doing better now full recovery for your mother correct um no she still gotta stay for five days but um the surgery itself went good. Yeah. and I mean, you find a lot out, not only about yourself, but your relationship with either your brother, your sister, your or your close immediate family when you have someone like your mom down and out. For me, that's how it went. And I just didn't know uh, how that looked, looked for you and everything else. But um, For me, man, it was more like, you know, like the drive there was kind of, that was probably the longest, like, two-hour drive I've ever made. Not ever, but I mean like it's still it was it, heavy. It was a noticeably long two hour drive. Yeah. Heavily noticeable. Yeah. And, you know, you think about losing somebody and there's you know, somebody that I've thought about losing her before because she's had health problems, but I mean, you know, like it's never been detrimental enough to have like fucking emergency open heart surgery. Like she went yesterday to the doctor because she thought she had the flu. And then Holy today, shit. Had, then this morning, had to have open heart surgery. Like, I mean, what a great way for her to think she has a flu and go to the doctor. I mean, yeah, I know. Like, they had to put her in the hospital immediately. But, you know, so I got that phone call yesterday morning at like 11 o'clock, man. And it wasn't even 11, it was probably like 10. I was like, Holy shit, do I need to go now? And they're like, Well, she has to go have surgery tomorrow. They told her to go home and get all her shit together. And I drove up there today, and this I drove there yesterday. Yesterday, and I found out I drove up there and um, stayed at my granddad's last night. That was pretty chill. I always like chilling with him. He's cool. He's interesting. And then uh, he got a new cat. Yeah. In his big ass house, this cat pretty much has like a mansion to itself. <laughs> Granddad's never home. This cat's fucking cool, dog. He would never come to me, but he was fucking with me when he was doing. He wasn't like actually scared of me till the whole time. Like he was playing, 
he just don't know enough people to know no different. Yeah. You know, like, he knows of, like, five human beings in this world. Like, for all I know, he was like, holy shit, there's more than six of y'all? <laughs> like, there's more people out there? You know, like, you don't holy understand shit. there's fucking billions of people on this earth. Like, cat's like, whoa, look at this fucking young guy that ain't got white hair. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? Why ain't he got wrinkles? Why is his hair not white? Stranger danger. Yeah, that's exactly what he was thinking. Then he got to where I was feeding him treats. I'd toss him over and, like... He'd come up, try to get on, and I'd reach down, like, like I was going to fuck with him, and he'd jump back. He was being cool. He he was cautious enough. I couldn't pet him, but he was also playing. He was he was being playfully cautious. Right. But um, anyway, today about the surgery, um, the anesthesiologist hit the wrong fucking vein, hit the carotid artery that was fucking 96% clogged and almost gave her a stroke, but didn't, and they cleared everything up pretty much immediately. Actually, they had to call, like, a vascular surgeon in to come do surgery on her artery. Since the motherfucker missed the vein and went to the fucking artery they got to work on, something fishy there. I feel like... I feel like something we're not getting told something. <laughs> I don't care. It worked out good. She's fine. She got a little incision on her neck she ain't supposed to have, but it was all cool. Right. Everything turned out. Everything turned out good so far, so we'll see in the next couple of days, you know, like, where she's at. She can't be lifting nothing there. Pretty much like crack her chest open, make a chestnut, and then like stretch oh. it with these fucking. Have you ever seen that equipment they yeah. use? For no, I'd rather not. Cool. It's like this thing that like grabs, like they cut you with a saw. Like they literally saw through your sternum, like a saw so saw through your sternum, and then they crack it, you know, to break through any any cartilage or anything and broke. And they got this thing that sticks down in there and then it rips you open and it's like got like this. That crank on it. That's too much for yeah, me, man. Yeah, it like pulls you open, and like hangs up, and like they want to release it, like they don't do it slow, like they just fucking like let it go. This motherfucker just pow. It's fucking wow, man. But just to think about that right there, being that makes me like shit. weak just hearing that. Yeah, I know. You know, think about if it was your mom. So oh, that's yeah. what I was about. That's what I was getting at is, is like the fact that I know what the equipment used is and how they use it, which normal people don't. That I feel like that kind of made it a little worse. Yeah. I was like, damn, dude, she's in there with, like, this iron claw on her chest. Fucking ripping her shit open. Fuck. That's rough. But I'm glad to hear that she's doing better and everything, man. And that you got to meet your grandpa's cat. Yeah. What was his name, by the way? Socks. Socks? Boots. 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 His name is Boots. Boots. Boots, my bad. Puss in Boots? Socks. No, I don't know. I think it's just Boots. Just Boots. Just Boots. Got you. I guess you want to give him a last name, give him my granddad's last name, Garner. Garner? I feel like it's just Boots, though. It never was introduced to me as Boots Garner. And he never said nothing. The cat never said nothing about it, so I feel like his name's just Boots. <laughs> like, he was pretty chill just being called Boots. My dog's name is Hero. And uh, we'd have That's like- the most... God, it's a funny name. It's a good name. It fits him, though. You know what I'm saying? Guys, his bottom jaw is two inches too short. Man, what the fuck ever. Fuck you. You know what? I tell you what. He's overcame a lot. He is a hero. Nick, I think it's pretty cool that we invite an asshole over and that we hang out with him to give him sympathy. You have to be like a really big asshole for people to come see you and hang out on your couch. I don't feel feel like I'm a bad person for saying it. I don't think you're a bad person. You're still an asshole. I ain't, I ain't gonna say I ain't. <laughs> I ain't gonna deny it. Uh, I ain't. I ain't saying I am an asshole, but I ain't gonna sit here and just be like, oh no, because I ain't really like 
tested the results. Like, I ain't positive I'm an asshole, but I ain't never just measured up all the shit that I've said and done. I could, like, take a take a vote on, on Facebook, and I bet it... Be, I feel like it's more of a realist than an asshole. I ain't being mean about it. I'm just fi- being honest about line. it. There is a fine line, and you flirt with it really hard 99% of the time. Name one time I've been to asshole like, to either one of y'all. Two seconds ago. 80% of your stuff that comes out of your mouth, you've been an asshole. Oh, shit, man. And 75, we let it slide. We do let it slide 75% of the time. Ain't neither one of y'all can name something right now. There's too much to name. It's, it's yeah. No, I'm, over, I'm overwhelmed with all the assholeness that I can't even, like, fucking process it right My now. My ears are thinking about it. you the asshole to me. Oh, shit. That was it right there, wasn't it? Okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. I, 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 I might be. Are we smile and nod. Yeah. Yep. Because there ain't no, like, I, I'm not even kidding you. When, having an argument with Casey is like having an argument with a six-year-old female that's just like, no, you're not. I'm right. I know you are, but what am I? Da da. I win. You lose. You suck. You know, and I don't really appreciate using gender roles. Deflection. The first step to fixing your problem is admitting you have a problem. You can't just assume it's a girl. Can't assume anything. Okay, a six-year-old kid. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. You fucking sexist asshole. What the fuck ever? Mate, this is about you instead of me. <laughs> I was, <laughs> real quick. If we have any psychologists or therapists listening that want to give a free hour, you know, to break it down, we could we would really appreciate that. Y'all just hit us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Being off subject and completely random, I was scrolling through Facebook earlier this week and um one of the memes popped up and at the title of it says perspective is everything and uh it had a nicer bigger car driving beside a, a junkier, older car. And it was like, damn, I wish I had a nice car. Then it had the guy on the bike compared to the junky-ass old beat-up car, and he was like, damn, I wish I had a car. And then there's a guy walking, sees this guy riding a bike. He's like, damn, I wish I had a bike. Comes down to a guy in a wheelchair sitting, looking out his window, looking at the guy walking down the road, and he's like, fuck, I wish I could go somewhere. You know, but it's like one of those deals, perspective is everything, you know? like That meme is like the ASPCA of the memes. Like, that's basically you seeing a dog on your TV freezing cold here. In the arms of an angel. In the background, like, that's that meme, except... On Facebook. Yeah, I mean, that's that commercial, yeah, except on Facebook. 